Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. Thanks so much for joining me today. I want to share with you the primary difference for me personally between weight loss in my 20s and weight loss in my 40s. A few episodes ago, back in episode 1160, I shared my 30-day weight loss experiment, which remains ongoing, and I'll certainly share more about it in the future. And of course, you can reach out anytime if you have questions about episode 1160. But there's no doubt that things are a little bit different now, not just chronologically, but in what my body has been through and in my my lifestyle and my time and my flexibility and all of those kinds of things. And I believe that this is a question for a lot of people who have a weight loss goal. Certainly, there's a belief that it's harder as we get older. I don't believe that it has to be that way. But it is certainly different, especially in one particular way that I'm going to get into today. Before we get into that, I want to share what we are giving away today. I don't think we did a giveaway last weekend because last Saturday was when I aired the replay of that goal achievement, not just goal setting, but really goal pursuing, successful goal pursuing workshop. So this week, I want to give away something that is brand new, so brand new, I haven't even tried it, though it is on its way to me, and hopefully it'll be in my hands before this episode airs. I've tried it, but I haven't tried this new variation of it. So there is a drink mix called Edge. It is zero sugar, zero artificial sweeteners, but it really helps with focus and also with energy in a natural way. And they recently released a new flavor that has a slightly different formulation. The new flavor released is a mango flavor and it has a new ingredient, lion's mane. Lion's mane is uh, from functional mushroom strains that really helps with focus. So hey, I'm all about something that tastes good, that doesn't have sugar, that doesn't have artificial flavors or artificial ingredients. And bonus, if it helps me with focus and energy, I'm into it. So I ordered a bunch for myself. I'm going to give that away to a listener today. The way to be eligible to win one of our weekly giveaways is just leaving a review of this podcast on whatever platform you are listening. And even if you've already done that, you can do it again. You might have reviewed the show overall. You can review any specific episode on whatever platform you are listening. And then I get weekly emails about new reviews and I randomly draw one of those to win something. So I'll announce the winner at the end of the show. But today we're talking about the primary thing that is different for me pursuing weight loss in my 40s postpartum compared to in my 20s before I had any kids, late 20s, but still fair amount, fair amount younger. I do want to add this caveat because one thing that I see a lot happening online is that when people share their experience, 
people who hear it instantly make it about them. Well, I could never do that because I don't have the time or, oh, gosh, that doesn't sound healthy for me. And I just I understand that that filter. But I want to be very clear that in me sharing not only the specifics that I went through in episode 1160 of my approach to weight loss, postpartum weight loss, anything that I share today is my experience. And that doesn't make it a prescription for you. So if you feel any kind of resistance or defensiveness, look at that and just be curious about it. That's a great opportunity to look at what what perspective am I taking on this that makes me feel that way, all right? The other thing that I want to add as a caveat, sort of a sub-item around the, hey, this is my experience and I'm not making it your prescription, it is a higher priority for me at this point in my life to feel amazing than having something that tastes yummy, I love food. I love sweets. I love indulging. But at this phase in my life, feeling really great, feeling like I'm taking care of my health, feeling higher energy rather than lower energy, higher mood rather than lower mood is a bigger priority than something being tasty in my mouth for a few seconds. All right. So that might not be where you're at. And that's okay. There is no right way to feel about it and wrong way to feel about it, but I do think that that perspective is important when considering what I want to share here. So this is the primary, if not the only, difference that I am seeing and experiencing while I am working to lose the weight I gained in my pregnancies compared to when I lost 130 pounds when I was in my late 20s. And the only difference is that it requires a greater degree of consistency. And I don't think that it's for the reason that people might initially think. I believe that I could do what I did in my late 20s, which was have like two or three weeks of really targeted consistency, and then a day of indulging. I believe I could still lose weight that way. All right. So I'm not saying, oh, if I have these little indulgences here or there, I won't lose weight. I don't believe that at all. But here's the difference in my 40s. It's not that my results require consistency. It's that my consistency requires consistency. It's not that my results require consistency. It's that my consistency requires consistency. And let me try to explain it. In my late 20s, I did not have kids. I had all the time in the world. Yes, I had a job and I worked a lot. I was routinely into work before most people. I was routinely one of the last to leave. I answered emails and text messages at night and on the weekend. So I worked a lot, but I still had all the time in the world. I only had to prepare my own meals. I could go to the gym before work or after work or on the weekend or basically any time that I wasn't at work. And I had a lot more mental bandwidth. This ties into consistency. So stay with me. At this point, I have three kids under three. I have a business. I'm a stay at home and also work from home mom 
On top of that, I have a nonprofit, a husband, just generally a lot more on my mind and a lot more on my plate than then. So I don't have the bandwidth to keep going off track and getting back on track. I don't have the time to go through the mental gymnastics of like, should I, shouldn't I? Oh gosh, okay, I can get back on track today. Let's go, let's do this. Like, It takes a lot of energy, a lot of energy, not only to debate, should I indulge in this? Should I not? I mean, I've been pretty good. Should I do one or should I do two? Should I have a drink or not a drink? Should I have dessert or a drink? Should I have appetizers or maybe not at all? That takes a lot of time and even more time and energy than that is gearing up to recommit and then recommit and then recommit and then recommit after every single time I make an exception. That takes a lot of mental energy that I just don't have. I just don't have. And I also believe that that's why so many people are struggling, struggling, not because it's so hard to lose weight, but because they are spending so much time and energy constantly debating and negotiating, should I or shouldn't I? Should I do better today or is it okay to start tomorrow? Should I have the pizza tonight or should I stick with what I plan to have? Should I get up with my alarm and work out or should I do it later? Should I work out at all today or I can always do it tomorrow? I just don't have the time for that. I would not be able to keep up with that constant wrestling with my choices, there's just not the time. It's too many decisions, right? I don't want to decide three to five times a day what I should or shouldn't eat. I don't want to have to decide every single day and go through those negotiations that if I'm going to work out or not, if I should do well today or if it can wait until tomorrow. I don't want to have to go through the mental obstacle course every time I go out to dinner or to a party or to a friend's house or to a wedding. I need it to be simple and clear. So I do think that I could lose the weight indulging a couple times a month. Nutritionally, yes. Calorically, hormonally, I believe that I could do. But for me in this season of life, it is exponentially easier to be consistent. And bonus it feels a lot better. It feels a lot better to be consistent. There is an energetic payoff. So my sense is that I'm not the only one. And maybe it's not you, but maybe it is. People think behavior change is hard. I think it's not as hard as we think it is. It's just that what we experience is hard is the constant bartering and bargaining and relitigating and exception making and getting back on track and then how you feel about getting off track, that is hard and we project it onto the journey. But nobody ever said that that had to be part of the journey. Should I or shouldn't I? Today or tomorrow? Do it or skip it? It's draining. It's absolutely draining. And then we measure our results without taking account for our inconsistency. There's a quote from Alex Hormozzi, and he meant it in terms of business, but it applies here perfectly. He says, measuring outputs is only useful if you're consistent with the inputs. And so many people are measuring the impact of their behavior, but their inputs are not consistent. 
Maybe they're doing well for 80% of the day and 20% of the day is a train wreck, or they're doing well for 90% of the week, but 10% of the week is eroding 50% of their efforts. Measuring the outputs is only useful if you're consistent with the inputs. And I, I was saying this on a coaching call within the consistency course the other day. I believe that inconsistency is harder. And I believe that why we think change is so hard has nothing to do with the behavior chains that change that we're pining for and everything to do that with the fact that we are projecting how difficult it is to negotiate every single choice we make and consider every single circumstance and event and change of plans as a possible exception from what you said you would do we're taking how hard that is and making it mean that being consistent is hard no Consistency is easier and more rewarding than inconsistency. It's not that the change you want to make is that hard. It's that you continue to argue with yourself about if you're actually going to make it today or not. And not even just are you actually going to make those changes today or not. Are you actually going to make those changes at 6 a.m. when your alarm goes off? Are you actually going to make that change at 8.30 when somebody offers you a bagel? Are you actually going to make that change when you go into the coffee shop and you're kind of feeling like a sugary latte? Are you actually going to make that change when you go out to lunch with a coworker or when they bring in catering and there's cookies? You're going through this 20 times a day. And the fact that you have to use your time and your energy to relitigate something that you theoretically already decided on, but not really because the door is always open for an exception or an excuse, that is what is so hard. Here's an important point of clarification. Consistency does demand flexibility. But flexibility does not absolve us from consistency. So I have been truly in all ways consistent with no sugar, following the golden rules, getting a minimum of 10,000 steps, strength training, these action items that I have put in place for myself that drive movement towards my goals and it demands flexibility, but that flexibility isn't a get-out-of-jail-free card. It doesn't mean that consistency is negotiable. Consistency being flexible is something altogether different. So, for example, I planned out a week's worth of meals for my family, and I didn't look at my calendar to realize that I had a girl's dinner out planned for that Tuesday. Consistency demands flexibility, but that doesn't absolve us from consistency. So consistency might mean that I'm not eating what I had planned to eat with my family for that Tuesday night, but it does require that in a different setting with a different group of people, I still hold the line. So it's still no sugar. It's still no alcohol. It's still for me personally. Remember, I'm not talking about you and your standards. I'm talking about me and mine. It still means following the golden rules. Consistency demands flexibility, but that flexibility is not an absolution from consistency. A lot of people might be resonating with this idea, but doubting their ability to execute like, OK, I get it, but I think I'm still going to make excuses. Here is one very real thing that you can do. Turn your excuses into reasons. I always say that 
one of the non-negotiable requirements for change is becoming a better thinker. So you get to practice that in turning your excuses to reasons. For example, if you feel like, I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time today. I don't have time in general. If you don't make time for your health, you're going to have to make time for your lack of health, for your sickness, for your illness, for your doctor's appointments, for your pain, for caring for health issues, for being sidelined. So you're not actually saving time at all when you say that you don't have time to eat healthy or you don't have time to work out. And this tells us you have a skill to build, right? If you feel like you can't eat healthy or work out in the time you have available to you, you have a skill to build. How can I cook healthy in little time? How can I get in some movement in the time that I have? Last night for dinner, for example, we had taco salad. The amount of time it took to make that meal was the amount of time it takes to cook ground beef. It's like five minutes, you know? Or I love to have a rotisserie chicken in the fridge. If I don't have time, I can pull rotisserie chicken out of the package and serve it with string cheese and apple slices. Granted, you can tell that I have little kids, but I would eat that too. And it's done. Or it takes me five minutes in the morning to throw some water, garlic, onions, carrots, salt, and a whole chicken in a crock pot. And then I've got chicken soup six to eight hours later. You have a skill to build. Turn your excuses to reasons. Or if you say, I'm too tired. Honestly, that's my primary reason. One of the most powerful and influential things I can do for my energy is eat really well and exercise regularly. The more active I am throughout the day, the more energy I have. The more that I'm sitting on my butt, the less energy that I have. One of the worst things I can do for my energy is eat poorly. There's a saying in the business world that the more structure you have in your business, the more freedom you have in your life. And I don't think it's true just of business. The more structure I have for my health, the more freedom I have. The more structure I have with my nutrition, the more freedom that I have. I don't have to stress about, oh man, I had this dinner with girlfriends at a Mexican restaurant and oh, chips and queso and margaritas. And I know I'm going to be hungry when I get there and everybody's going to be drinking. Like, should I have the chips or not? Should I eat before I go? Should I have one margarita? I could do a skinny margarita or maybe I just won't drink at all. That takes a lot of mental and emotional energy that at this point in my life, I just don't have. So by having the structure that I eat this way, I follow the golden rules, I don't do sugar, I already know. I already know I'm going to get carne asada, I'm going to eat the steak and veggies, and that's it. Period. The end. There's no there's no need to be like, oh, should I have a margarita? Should I have some chips? Not one. Not at No. It's just there's structure, and so there is freedom within that. We went to this amazing family wedding. It was such an incredible time, and there was so much food, and there was so much alcohol, and tables of desserts, and all sorts of things being passed around, especially for all the drunk people at the end of the night. They were passing around tater tots and hot honey chicken nuggets and, I mean, literally anything you can imagine. Little mini tacos. No. It was just total freedom because I knew what I was going to do. In fact, even before dinner came out, you know, they had the little menu cards on every plate and there was like a lobster tail and a like a pastry chicken thing. And I said to my husband, hey, you want to trade and you can have my pastry thing and I'll have your lobster tail. It just wasn't even a, oh, maybe a bite, maybe a this, maybe that. 
Again, I'm not projecting a prescription for you. I am just saying for me that it is way easier to be consistent than it is to be inconsistent, not because I can't get results with inconsistency, but because what is draining and what is hard is the constant having to get back on track, having to re-engage, having to get your head in that headspace. Should I do it now? Should I do it later? Should I start today? Should I wait till tomorrow? I don't have time for it. I just don't. One of the things that I wanted to be sure to talk to you about, because obviously I'm very passionate about consistency. We probably have hundreds of episodes around consistency. It was a couple years ago, I think it was right around the time that Roman was born, that I built the consistency course. And the reason I did that, I think this is, I don't talk about this enough and, and that's a mistake. The reason that I put the consistency course together is because people telling you what to do is absolutely a dime a dozen. It's a dime a dozen. Everybody has a program or a plan and you probably have at least read about, listened to plans, purchased plans for dozens of them. That is a very different skill set than getting yourself to do it. All around us, people are selling what you need to do, but how to get yourself to do it consistently is an entirely separate skill set. Getting yourself to do the work consistently enough to get results that you maintain is the skill of consistency. And without consistency, goal pursuit looks a lot like having periods of high motivation where you're executing really well, followed by periods of low motivation where you nearly undo all the progress you created. And then you get frustrated and then you doubt yourself or you do really well during the day or during the week, but nights and weekends keep you from your goal. You set really clear goals and intentions, but if you're tired or you're stressed or you're traveling or you're overwhelmed, you give yourself a pass and you pledge to do better tomorrow. But it's a cycle and it's a loop that when you don't have the skill of consistency, you stay out of. On the flip side, if you invest your time and your energy in building this skill of consistency, you'll go from focusing on everything that you can't do to taking advantage of what you can do. And you'll embrace the fact that consistency demands flexibility, but flexibility isn't a get out of jail free card. When you have this skill of consistency, you rise above all or nothing patterns of thinking because you see all the opportunity that lives between those two extremes. And people are going to want to know what you did and how you did it <laughs> because your consistency produces results that people marvel at because most of us stay in this lifelong struggle of two steps forward, two steps back. And there's at least one area of our life where we feel like we can't break through and we can. We just need to build the skill of consistency. And one of the big benefits is that then we can stop freaking out about what happens when our circumstances change. If we have a weekend away or a big event or a vacation, because you have the skills and the mindset to create consistency, even in inconsistent settings. I wanted to talk about this here because we're moving to Consistency Course 2.0. We are upgrading the platform significantly. 
the tools and resources that are available. I told my consistency course members a couple weeks ago that I spent about a month going back through every testimonial, who's winning and how are they winning and how are they getting these results every single email of struggle, every intake form, um, and every coaching call, because we have two of those every single month that are live, and saying to myself, okay, what is really working and where are there still holes? And so we're in the process of upgrading to the Consistency Course 2.0, which I'm sure, as you can imagine, just the way of the world right now, the price is going to go up. So I don't want, if you've been thinking about it, I don't want you to be like, oh, crap, I didn't know that the price is going to go up. If you go in, if you come in now, then you are not going to be impacted by the price increase that's coming in February, probably mid-February-ish. So I'm going to link to where you can learn more, but I wanted to talk about a couple of, of the pieces of the consistency course that I think are the most helpful. Um Obviously, as I mentioned, we do twice a month live coaching. I think that is critical because it basically means you can accelerate through your challenges or your most common excuses more quickly when you have somebody to say, hey, try this. Hey, do this. Message me tomorrow and tell me how it went. Um, I also am creating a minimum effective dose daily one sheet because some, some people feel like they're overwhelmed by all the things they feel they should do. And I wanted to narrow it down to when you are overwhelmed or when you're in a situation where you don't have everything to give. Maybe it's a stressful season at work or you're traveling or you're recovering from a surgery. This is the one thing you can do. So that's in there. Um, there's a personalized intake form. After I put together the consistency course, I was like, OK, let's imagine that somebody comes in and they have all these tools and resources but they're not successful. Why? What would have happened? And one of the first obvious things to jump out at me was they feel overwhelmed. Like, yeah, there's a ton of tools and resources, but they don't know where to dive in. So because of that, the first thing that happens when you get started is you complete an intake form. And I want to know everything about where you're coming from, what your goals are, what your most common excuses are, what your fears, doubts, reservations, lifestyle circumstances are. And then I respond to you personally. This is not like one thing that goes to everybody. To you personally, a video response that suggests a starting point for you based on you, based on your circumstances, your goals, and your most common excuses. So that's a huge piece of it. But then we have beyond that and beyond the coaching I think the coaching is probably one of the most valuable things. We have a four-step process for getting results. We have a whole training on unlearning the pattern of drifting and disengaging, staying engaged. We have a resource on turning your excuses into results, a cheat sheet for creating evening improvements. We have a whole live coaching archive you can tap into, a simple process for reclaiming your determination in three minutes or less, because I know a lot of people feel like I'm just in a funk and I don't know how to get out of it. Simple ways to win when you feel like life is getting in the way. Strategies for simplicity so that you can create consistency no matter how many balls you're juggling in your life. So many incredible resources. And we, as I said, we're adding more as we get closer to the Consistency Course 2.0. And I want you to get in now so that you're not impacted by the price increase that's coming uh, in February. So 
I'll link that up in the show description. But if you have any questions about it, do not hesitate to reach out. Do not let me forget, I have to give away our prize for today. That is the new Edge that is a single packet drink mix. So it's like single serving individual stick packs. Uh, Lion's Mane is the new ingredient. That's a functional mushroom extract. No sugar, no artificial ingredients, no artificial flavors. The flavor is mango. And the winner of that is KBT322. If that is the username that you use to leave a review, email me, Elizabeth at primalpotential.com. Within 60 days of this episode airing, let me know that you were the winner for episode 1164 and include your mailing address. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for sharing the podcast. Thank you for your feedback. If you have questions about this or you feel stuck in some way, definitely think about the consistency course, but do not hesitate to reach out if I can support or encourage you along the way. And I will see you tomorrow.